The hotel boys are here to do an early AM show. Good morning, Spags. Good morning, Pete. We are here. We are both in our respective hotels. Not the same hotel. I would hope we would share a camera if that were the case, or maybe a cuddle too. <laughs> so of course, it's Friday. We're delirious. I'm on the road. I am in St. Louis. Uh, had some lovely ribs. Did not have the pasta house company, which Frankie was not pleased with. But we are going to be getting back on track today. We got to talk some news that actually matters. Cam signed. Odell is signed. There's a lot of stuff going on out there, and we will be joined by FanDuel and Number Fires editor in chief. JJ Zacharyson talk about East Coast dad life, something I'm going to be embracing in just a few short days. So, Pete, get that intro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I'm Chris Spags, joined by your friend and mine, Peter Arvizet. And Pete, how is your hotel experience? You know, it's uh, it's not too bad. We are uh, going to a little birthday party for my sister-in-laws uh, this weekend, so they live a, a decent uh, bit away from us. So we decided to make a little weekend of it, and uh, now I'm going to work. Uh, all day from from the hotel room so that that's what happens when you try to do things in season but uh no it's, it's been nice so good so we will be both uh bringing our hotel best to this episode and of course jj will hopefully be in his house so he won't if, J, if we make jj go to a hotel or maybe we could be like a big late night show and just book a hotel for jj just to join us in the campaign. <laughs> yeah it's been a real Let's flex just- let's send him to a laquita five minutes from his house just so he could join us on brand for this Oh, well, either way, we're going to talk about a lot today. we got to give the plug right away to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. If you go there now, you can get packages for just 99 cents a week. That is the deal they have going on right there. Uh, get great data in your life, like DVOA, that is the proprietary stat they're known for. Also stuff like defense versus receivers. So you know if your wide receiver is going into a bad spot, it gets a lot of limited production of wide receiver ones. You know, hey, maybe it's not the week for Stefan Diggs to break out. That's the kind of stuff you can learn at Football Outsiders. So go over to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe now and get those packages for 99 cents a week. And also make sure to follow at Splash Play Pod. And of course, like this video, whether you're watching on Peach Channel or the Splash Play Channel, does help us out a bunch, especially when you're a lonely boy on the road just watching Lamar Jackson fritter away, who we talked about yesterday. And I've got to touch on it, Pete, because I think there was one thing we did great on the show. We recommended Isaiah Ford, recommended Albert Wilson. We also talked about how I really would have liked Tua if he played, and then he did end up playing, ended up looking pretty good, probably the best he's looked all season. But in that game, Pete, was a, a tough situation for one Lamar Jackson in a way that I was not emotionally prepared for to see on, on the TV here in the hotel. And he just over and over again, just mistake after mistake after mistake, not getting the ball downfield the way that we expected. And I guess are the Dolphins legit, Pete? That's the question I'll ask. I don't know. I don't know if there's any like meaningful takeaways you you can have from that game. It just seemed like the most Thursday night game ever where both teams uh, weren't prepared and it was super ugly. But you're really bearing the lead here, Chris. You kind of mentioned it, but that team we built yesterday uh, uh, cashed in the in the Millie Maker Ooh. tournament. Forty dollars was it? A ten dollar or twenty dollar entry? I can't remember. I think it was twenty. Yeah. So, so you okay, doubled up. Nice. Nice 2X uh, right there. I mean, that's what we do, Spag. Probably one of the best lineups we've ever made on the show. 
Yeah, I, I, it's funny, too, because we debated the Albert Wilson and Isaiah Ford. Little did we know, just go with both and then throw in two, obviously. Throw in the backup, always a plus EV move for single-game formats on FanDuel, showdowns on DraftKings. And uh, we will be talking a lot of FanDuel today as well, as we always do on the show. So keep that in mind when we move to those segments. But, Pete, let's talk about some of the news that actually matters for the week. And I think Tua coming off the bench yesterday did actually matter. It goes for 158 yards and a rushing TD, along with that crucial 64-yard bomb to Albert Wilson that helped put the game away. And again, Tua after the game looking confident, though he kind of shit on the offensive lineman touchdown in a way that was weird, where he was like, uh, he's, he was trying real hard, but he, that's not a legal play. We all know that. It's like, shut up, Tua. What the fuck you guys this moment? But uh, Tua, though, I thought looked good. I thought acquitted himself well. Maybe getting the pressure off of not starting is the move, Pete. Maybe we just don't play Tua in first half. Like maybe he just comes off the bench like a closer. It is. I mean, it's so weird when that emergency quarterback situation, it's almost like, like that shouldn't be a thing, right? Like you're either good enough to start or you're inactive. I guess I just don't really get that. That he comes in and looks great. And it's just like, what what's going on here? Why? I mean, he's the guy you're still trying to figure out if he's your franchise quarterback. And I, I don't know. That just seemed weird, but he did look good uh, when he came in there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Tua is such a, he's such an interesting case because he has the highs are really high and the lows are really low. Yeah, he's an enigma. I mean, he talked in the press conference, too, about the rumors out there, which seems, again, like an odd move to mention it. I guess maybe you want to confront it head on. I think that's probably what I would do in this spot. But I think, in, you know, for a professional player, it's not the norm for him to talk about uh, the Deshaun Watts stuff indirectly or directly. But um, if he's going to play like that, I think it's hard to argue that he deserves to be out there. I guess the question is just, is he there? He kind of reminds me of Ben Simmons in the NBA for people following that story a little bit. And obviously, it's tough to talk about some of the mental health stuff because we are a very like every show out there now, we're all pro mental health. Like I think we're not doing anything brave with that, but I do think it's, it's tough to talk about those things. And I think maybe too, has got a little bit of the yips, like, and that was kind of the thing where he comes in, no pressure feels good. And then, but if there is the pressure there of knowing he's got to come in to the Sean Watson stuff, like maybe it just gets to him. I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It's obviously me extrapolating in a 4d chess way, but I just thought there's something weird going on with Miami. And I think a way that's not being reported out right now. There, I mean, I could definitely see that, that he was, uh, felt way more comfortable without kind of the pressure leading up to the week. And he just, whatever mental headspace he was in, he was like, all right, I just have to go out there and, and play now. Um, and you definitely could see someone like him being in his head and that he had so much pressure, you know, coming in to this year to kind of deliver on the draft capital they spent on him and, and maybe just having a hard time living up to that. So yeah, maybe they just need to tell Tua every week he's not the starter. And then at the last second, make him the starter. Surprise. You're starting. Get out there. That would be, it's like backyard football. Like they always talk about. And also JJ will be joining us in about seven minutes. So we're just going to do the news segment and then get him in here. Uh, but let's talk about Odell Beckham signing with the Rams, a team that I have to say, I didn't see them reported anywhere besides a few years ago when they were rumored to be trading for him when he was on the Giants. That didn't come through today, or I guess to yesterday it did. And I, there was some, the first tweet I think that came out went to Kim Jones, at least uh, going off Fantasy Life app, which is part of the Bet Sports Network. And I would give a cosign too, even though they're not paying me right now. Uh, but I would, I always have to point that out, Pete. I know you love that. What I have to say, because you have to say, you have to disclose which things are ads, which things just you give your personal thumbs up. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for, I mean, the, all the things you do to get this show canceled, but getting sued for, uh, you know, non-disclosures, that won't be one of them. I think, you know, the only thing I go to bets for is for us to check Pete's picks and then immediately fade them. I mean, it would have been a good strategy so far this year. But Odell going to the Rams, I think obviously going to be a good move. The Rams really assembling an all-star team in a way where, 
I think uh, we could all remember a few, not more than a few seasons ago now, but when the Eagles brought all those guys in, it's like, oh, they got Asimov, they got um, what, what's, they got Vince Young, they got all these guys coming in, and it just didn't work. But they also weren't guys at the at the peak of their powers. The Rams are getting all these guys in at some form of their prime. Odell, despite whatever failings he's had, he is still a good receiver. And if he's your wide receiver two or three in the spot going to hurt Cooper Cup, going to be a big upside spot for him, though, because you know Matthew Stafford has no issue throwing it to anybody if they can get open downfield. Yeah, I think the the upside scenario is that he's the Antonio Brown in this offense. Um, and, you know, Antonio Brown, obviously his, his volume takes a big hit when he goes and plays alongside Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but he can, you know, keep production up with efficiency and just the offense being capable of scoring so many points. So I think that's the upside case. I do think there's also a a decent downside case with Odell too. And there are scenarios where he just isn't good. He gets frustrated because he's not getting the amount of targets. Although you would assume that he had a conversation with his agent and they understand he's not waltzing in to get 10 targets a game. You would think he knows that, but the whole, it's still just so weird to me because the whole reason he wanted out of Cleveland was because he wasn't getting the ball enough. So I I am really curious what his expectations are right now, or if he's just pivoted and is saying, Hey, I just want to win a Super Bowl and I'm happy to go be a foot soldier in this really good offense and do my job. It seems like that would be a hard shift for him to make just how he's been acting in the media. Uh, You know, his dad going on Instagram, are we going to get his dad on Instagram being like, why is Matt Stafford targeting Cooper cup 14 times a game and not my son. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to knock these guys down a little bit. And Tony in the chat saying effect on the always sneaky play of Van Jefferson. Zach Billingham saying Van Jefferson and shambles. I've talked on the show that uh, for the little half-assed projections I made is a, just a sort of fact check on some of the other data that I use. Like, Van Jefferson pops up every single game for me, especially with Sean Jackson's routes uh, falling off and then him getting released or whatever, asking for his release. And I think in this spot, like, Van Jefferson, I got to imagine he's not running any routes. Like, I think all that goes to Odell, especially given that Odell's been – an air yards guy in Cleveland and they weren't even targeting him well, according again, to Odell's dad and maybe some other people. Uh, but I would say in that spot, I would be really worried about Van Jefferson. I think he might be borderline release category as by the way, they're doing construction outside here. And I feel like I'm in um, the universal studios ride where like all of a sudden there's the earthquake. Like they were what, like, repaving what state right are you in again? I am in St. Louis in the Saint fine Louis. state of Missouri. Yes. Okay. I believe. So not too far from uh, the divine possibilities. Pasta house. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm told. I apparently wasn't that far. I got in, as I talked about, I get in late. I then make my editorial decision. Couldn't get to the number one ribs place in the world. So instead I ordered from the number three, according to some list. Honestly, it wasn't even that great. So I could have gone to the pasta house. <laughs> that's life, disgusting. you know, that's life on the road. Absolutely disgusting. Um, they're, getting, they're getting the plugs. Yeah, yeah. Van Jefferson is probably uh, done So I agree. Every week when I would look at cheap wide receivers in DFS, he was like, oh, yeah, Van Jefferson projects uh, pretty decently. I guess the only thing would be if they decide to, you know, do a more like Cardinal style offense where they're running four wide. And but they seem to like to use the tight ends uh, a bunch. I'm guessing that they kind of keep their usual formation and and uh, Odell just takes over that that Van Jefferson role, I think, is a safe assumption. Cam Newton also signing with the Panthers. All the all the hits of the early 2000s come or 2010s really uh, coming out to play here in the NFL signings and a 4.5 million guaranteed did strike me as kind of interesting. I think there is some 
have some value in the marketplace to get in them, which I do think the Panthers uh, are owned by a very analytically sound team. And I, I know some, I've heard some behind the scenes stuff from my day job about how sharp they are with analytics and all that stuff. So uh, that's neither here nor there, but I would think that they know the logic behind this play. In addition to the football side, uh, there's probably some smart marketing that goes on getting them in, but it's a lot of money guaranteed, Pete, and doesn't make me feel great for my my great pal, PJ Walker, who's going to be starting this weekend at Arizona. And I, I got to assume that Cam will take the starting job after this week, but do you think there's any chance that PJ Walker can win it and hold him off this weekend? I think so. You know, if I mean, I think they brought him in in the same way teams bring in an extra body during camp, you know, for a camp battle, see what they have and stuff. So my guess is that the coaching staff is like, hey, we're not too confident in either PJ Walker or Cam Newton right now. Let's just see who performs better, who looks better in practice. So if PJ Walker uh, balls out this weekend, I would assume that he would be, you know, have the inside track for it. But he also now knows he can't be complacent because Cam Newton's going to be there. And if he struggles, you know, they're going to go right to him uh, next week. Yeah, and I mean, the P.J. Walker does have the history with Matt Rule. He was the coach for him or the quarterback for him when he was coach at Temple. So that's something that maybe that relationship is a thing where if you have P.J. Walker slaying a, a, you know, a mythical dragon of Cam Newton coming in, there could be some politics involved to that uh, that could be interesting. But the thing that really scared me, Pete, was that like this is a midweek signing. It's on Thursday. And to me, that's like, oh, we got a week of practice with P.J. Walker. And we're like, not the dude. And then <laughs> bring in Cam, bring in whoever we can get. And that's, you know, reading the tea leaves a little bit too much. But that is the kind of thing that I think does worry me enough. Uh, no, I, I agree. I think they've, they've seen PJ Walker a decent bit in both practice and a few game scenarios, and they clearly don't feel confident that he's the answer there. So I think they're just at the portion of the season where they're throwing a lot of shit against the wall and just hoping something sticks. And speaking of, by the way, um, have you seen the Kurt Warner movie trailer with uh, what's his face from Shazam? The guy who was on Chuck. Uh, his name no. escapes me. Zach, Zach Levi. It's actually pretty good, but I'm hoping, and, and this is obviously the most far flung hopes. I really want PJ Walker to be Kurt Warner. Like that's, is that, is that too much to ask Pete for PJ Walker to be Kurt Warner? And can I get something in life? Besides, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, the child, the it's house, all that. Can I get PJ yeah. Walker? <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. The important thing is that we ask. And uh, also in the chat, uh, shit bit, great name saying so sharp. They picked up Darnold's fifth year. That was an appreciated asset play. I think that was still a smart move, whether it worked out or not. Um, other news that matters though this week, Rob Gronkowski unlikely to go. Darren Fell is going to be on the team as a third tight end Sunday at Washington. Chris Godwin is expected to practice and play. And Pete, we talked about the Bucks a little bit yesterday, but no Gronk. I think that does mean that Godwin and Evans have to take a jump upwards and you can play your Cam Braids. You can play your, I guess you can play your Darren Fells, but probably not as much. But what does this do for you with the Bucks? Uh, yeah, also Spags, your internet is cracking oh, a little bit on me okay. here, but I am no, I, I I was able to get the gist of it. Yeah, the the Bucks. I mean, yesterday Gronk didn't practice, Godwin didn't practice, Antonio Brown didn't practice. It did seem earlier in the week like Godwin was likely to miss, but then Bruce Arians had a quote yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, that he thinks he's trending in the right direction. Gronk will be an interesting one because he looks like a really good play this week if he plays. And if he doesn't play, you know, Cameron Brait and OJ Howard also look pretty good uh, as spot starts there just with things thinning out. Tyler Johnson would be the big beneficiary if Godwin misses. But I'm definitely keeping tabs on this just because we know uh, that this offense can definitely, you know, support some of these ancillary guys. Uh, and then what else for, for injury? The, the other big one I'm watching is the Patriots backfield where Damian Harris, uh, it sounds like is pretty doubtful for this week. And whereas Ramondre, both Ramondre and Damian Harris had head injury concussion type stuff, but it sounds like Ramondre is going to be fine and good to go. So if Ramondre Stevenson has 
the early down work to himself, I mean, that's going to be pretty exciting because he's been really efficient and explosive on his touches. I assume Brandon Bolden will still factor in heavily in the passing game, but man, Ramondre with 15 plus touches in this spot uh, will be very, very interesting. Also, the buzz in the street, Pete, is that it might be your connection and not mine. Apparently, I didn't break up, according to our boy, uh, Jason, who won the Arnie Weinmeister card last year. So keep that in mind here. Before we start okay, passing well, the then I, uh, I stand corrected. Yeah, how dare you? How, the audacity of you to insult my Holiday uh, Inn Express. I'm an expert. I'm at a Holiday Inn Express. I, I refuse to say my uh, boutique hotel's name. I can't dodge myself like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right um also all we right. Had one is our thing. ear i i could hear you but you're like on a delay it sounds like we're delayed it sounds like you're delayed. yeah you're on a delay for me <laughs> no you're on a delay you're delayed <laughs> rabbit season no you're delayed <laughs> um all right we gotta well... figure this out before jj comes but he's gonna be so pissed <laughs> um what yeah what do we how are we gonna handle this good chat how do we handle this you, you guys have any feedback on what we should do for ourselves we really ask we have too many variables thrown into the pod here it's Pete, Sir Sheep says, Sir Sheebay, rather. So, hmm, hmm. Look at me moving around, free range. Oh, look, look, couldn't do this with a bad connection. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I'll refresh, I'll refresh, hold down the fort. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hold down the fort here. And uh, this is really what I've been waiting for this whole time, is to make Splash play a solo show where I just go off on my rant. So here's the thing with Ivermectin. You got to, <laughs> okay, Pete's back. Uh, All right, <laughs> is, is that, that is that better? I think so. Okay. I mean, it, it, you keep like lagging up a little bit like on the StreamYard feed. So that's why I feel comfortable because I'm watching myself on YouTube too. It's nice to have yourself on two screens at once. So you can you really... would be a narcissist that likes to watch yourself in YouTube live. <laughs> to, while you're to be clear, stuff. I was being sarcastic. I, in fact, would rather never see my face. Just know like it's looking passable enough on, on most media out there. Um, okay. <laughs> Chicago Spartan says, say over after done with a thought walkie walkie talkie style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, I'm thinking Damian Harris doesn't sit over. <laughs> yeah. I hope actually I think it's funny though, uh, that Damian Harris was in fact a uh, guy that we talked about where if he got hurt, Ramondre Stevenson's gonna look a lot better. So that was the point I wanted to make before we got sidetracked with our antics. Over. Yeah, no, I mean I, I want it to be Ramondre Stevenson, and I think it is over. <laughs> okay. What should we do this to fill the time for the show? <laughs> so JJ Zacharyson will be coming on a little bit and let's do the plugs for him before he gets on so we can make some headway uh, make sure you're following at late round QB and also go check out East Coast Dad's merch line that he's doing and I was going to make this joke when he comes on Pete just to neg you a little bit but uh, he is doing this line just for charity uh, selling the East, East Coast Dad's merch um, which you can find the link on JJ's handle at late round QB and he's doing that for No Kid Hungry and I think just interesting to note Pete that some people do merch to line their coffers to line their pocketbooks and some people do it for a good cause and i think that's the real difference the test of a man's metal some could say yeah as ff doom says here he got the splash play hat and it's fire you know some people do a store uh and just hope to get enough sales to cover the cost of hosting the store spags but yes thank you for uh <laughs> thank you for uh trying to throw me under the bus there charity shaming i think is the new after thing i gave you a hundred dollars in splash play merch for free just obliterating any potential profits I would have even had for the past couple months. I can't believe you try to do. I, I like did that. pay fourteen dollars. I want to point that out for the shipping slash overlay. So that's it was not yeah, a the overlay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate you. 
<laughs> but go check it out. Some nice reviews here, FF Doom. If you are, if you're a Splash player regular in the chat, first of all, we appreciate you a bunch for hanging out with us. Second of all, go check out the merch store. I, we think Pete honestly did a great job designing some of the stuff. I've always loved our logo. I think it's something that's adorable, trendy, retro. Um, <laughs> it's all of the things. This is what happens when we're really vamping for time. No, uh, it, I will say our logo was ahead of its time with just all of the 8-bit pixelated art that is so popular in the NFT space. I mean, our, our Splash Play logo looks like it's part of a, you know, NFL helmet, you know, profile picture project. <laughs> I honestly wonder, I was reading some, like, I was reading, I was reading some Instagram ad the other day. I was looking up somebody on Instagram that was, like, tagging something, uh, to be clear, not a, not a model or influencer, but it was, like, some dude who does content. And he was doing like episodic NFTs. And I don't know, like, this is one thing, Pete, your knowledge is going to be so much greater. You're going to NFT parties, you're going courtside at the Knicks, showing off your JPEGs and such. But I think for me, I don't get how that's even a thing. And the question I have, Pete, is can we somehow capitalize on this before the bottom completely falls out? Because I am getting endless NFT spam on my Instagram, like the DMs page, like all my requests are constant NFT spam now. Oh, that's interesting because I, I've been getting those too. And I wasn't sure if it was just because of, you know, doing NFT stuff on YouTube or then they were finding me, but th they're just literally spamming everyone right now with NFT stuff. Cause I've seen those. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, I kind of thought it's cause I was connected to you through like the algorithmic stuff, but we can talk more about it. Cause we got JJ Zacharyson here. JJ, you are dealing with two men who are in hotels today. <laughs> so we are giving you the best and brightest for our favorite East coast dad. The best bookshelf in fantasy football looks even better right now because you guys are sitting in those hotel rooms. I even think that since the last time I saw it, you now have some of the recessed lighting back there. You really upped it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I, uh, I I spent a lot of money on it. I got the twelve dollar uh, you know lights from Amazon and, <laughs> yeah. and just drilled some holes through through the bookshelf to just string it through. Uh, so yeah, I got a little resourceful. I gotta I gotta uh, save some money with all that merch I'm trying to sell right now. You know. That's right. I wonder if we should do one of those, you know, 64 team brackets of fantasy football bookshelves and just see who has the best bookshelf in the business. You know, we could have Levitan as a 16 seed. You can have you're, you're probably up there at like a two seed. I mean, it's, it's a I'll nice take bookshelf. It. Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Yeah. for sure. <laughs> and Draco uh, saying, Sorry, Drico's okay. saying, finally, someone with a real camera. So that's, that's what the people are here <laughs> for, just to see our, our ravishing good looks. And JJ, of course, as an East Coast dad, you are bringing it all. But tell the people about the line. I was mentioning it with Pete here. Obviously, Pete selling merch just solely to line his pockets to look good for uh, to really <laughs> to pad his bank accounts. Whereas you're doing it for a good reason, doing money raising for No Kid Hungry, which, you know, uh, a, a very charming thing to do. You and Smith, two guys doing that in a way that I, I think is really admirable. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, I was, I've been tweeting about like East coast ads now for a little over a year and I just kind of wanted to, uh, capitalize on it in a, you know, in a, in a positive way. I'm not trying to like make money off of a joke like that. Cause it really just started as a joke. Uh, but you're looking at that black hoodie. I actually got it right here. East coast dads hoodie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really just started out as a joke from the standpoint of, you know, we, we, uh, us in the East coast and, and specifically fathers, uh, you know, our, our, our kids are waking up at the same time every single morning, regardless of how late a primetime game goes. Um, but you know, primetime game goes late, you know, last night was, was super close. I thought OT might happen, uh, if, if Miami didn't score that last, last minute touchdown. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm going to bed at midnight, 1230, especially if it's like a really intense game. I can't can't fall asleep. So I'm going to bed at like 130 in the morning. 
Uh, and I'm still waking up at 6.30 because my daughter is just going to wake up at that time. So, uh, you know, it was just, just sort of became like a running joke throughout the industry and stuff. Uh, you know, just people who were following me and whatnot uh, when, when games were going late like that. So I was like, yeah, let's just make some T-shirts and, and hoodies and see if we can sell some. Um, and, you know, I think that with, with No Kid Hungry in particular, I feel like it was like a, a really nice synergy with dads and children um, and I've been I've been supporting No Kid Hungry for a while, so it was an easy charity for me to back. JJ, so who, would, who would be your number one dad influencer you would like to see wearing me? Like like a Jason Witten, you know, just out on Instagram in an East Coast dad shirt. I mean, you have to have a an influencer in mind here. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Philip Rivers, right? Like F- Philip yeah. Rivers would be would be the dude uh, if I could get him sitting. In, didn't he used to have that like giant RV that he used to drive back and forth yeah. from from like from because he stayed in San Diego when they moved to L.A. Uh, yeah, getting getting a picture of him in the East Coast ad swag like driving that RV. We got We got to make that happen. That'd be awesome. I would think Drake would be the the guest, the, the one that you're really hoping for. And you know he's spending money on those kids too. That's really what you're looking for. <laughs> Drico says David Kitchen. I mean, that one seems more attainable than Philip Rivers. Yeah, I mean, I can I can get Kitchen to yes, but I I will force Kitchen to buy that shirt or buy that hoodie. There's no, no chance I'm giving him anything. Kitchen will pay you to say he's an influencer for the project. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So JJ, as as you might as Pete might have mentioned coming in, I am moving to the East Coast actually in that process right now. That's why I'm in a hotel here in St. Louis and uh, moving to the Philadelphia area to have to get a house for our, our incoming son and all that stuff. So I'm curious, what is the advice you would give for uh, somebody like me, my first child, and then you know trying to get through all that stuff, but also you know moving from the West Coast to the East Coast, a drastic downgrade in terms of sports timing and and quality of life maybe. Uh, but give me the advice that you would give to anybody in my shoes with a child coming in just three months. Yeah. So here's the thing. I actually, I, I changed my diet a lot, uh, back in January for health reasons. And like, I don't, I don't consume any caffeine anymore. And when I say that people are like, Oh my God, like how crazy are you? But like your body adjusts and stuff like that. But my, my wife's uncle who we're really close with, he lives in like outside the, he lives in like Northern Virginia area. Uh, he introduced to me the last time I saw him, uh, the pregame cappuccino. So he's a, they're a Ravens fans. And last night he sent me a, a picture pre Ravens game. Uh, of him sipping that cappuccino. I think that that might be something that, that people might be able to adopt, uh, you know, to, to be able to stay up so late. But I mean, with a newborn, uh, good luck. I mean, that's good. That's going to be rough. <laughs> <laughs> so for everybody can prepare on this stream to see me looking like this every day, but probably yeah, that's five awful. times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going to be terrible. JJ, um, that's the logical extension for East coast dads is then you spin it out into like a supplement brand where you basically yeah. have these Red Bull style energy drinks. Yeah. Pretty, pretty soon, pretty soon I'm going to be on Joe Rogan show talking about <laughs> East coast dads. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about FanDuel. Obviously on this show, we are always hyping up we're doing our picks for the FanDuel Sunday Million. We're doing the single game format MVPs as part of our ride or die picks. But tell us what's going on over there because it's different being a part of a DFS site where you've obviously been doing fantasy for so long. But now it's a DFS site, you know, a gambling monolith that's, you know, in development and going to be available in more states than not sooner than later. So how's that growth process been for you and how does it affect you? Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. How it affects me is that every time I do an ad read on my podcast, I got to add another state in the gambling hotline to talk about. Uh, so, so that's kind of frustrating. Um, you know, someday, hopefully, I'll be able to just say go to here and just get every hotline. But, you know, legal's going to legal. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there's just a ton of growth. Um, you know, I've been uh, mostly and all, I guess, completely focused on uh, the content side, and we're we're able to bring on a lot more people and do some some uh, more stuff with video and and uh, multimedia work and whatnot. So, 
you know, from, from my standpoint, not a ton has necessarily changed because I'm still just grinding through like the late round podcast and whatnot. Um, but as a company, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to be a part of, of something that's just like become so massive and, and really at the forefront of uh, this new industry that's still booming across the country. So a question I would have for you too, and I think it's relevant. I hear people in the chat talking about Tony saying he's got to start wearing his hat backwards. What do you look for in, I guess, a host or somebody that wants to do content, somebody that's maybe cutting through the noise a little bit for you on social media, besides obviously wearing a backwards hat, as we all do when we get inducted <laughs> to the, the tribe of being a DFS slash fantasy host? Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, you got You definitely got to have the backwards hat. I adopted that a few years ago a little bit more, uh, you know, in front of the camera. Uh, I think that that goes without saying. Um, I just think, you know, in general, you know, for folks that are trying to do this stuff, um, it's just important to find ways to differentiate what you're doing. And that's what you guys do a, a really good job of. I gave Pete a shout out actually in my last mailbag show to last week's mailbag show as someone who um, you know, because someone asked me and I get the question every week whenever I ask questions for my mailbag, they're like, whose content do you consume and who's con and I I'm like, well, in season, it's really tough for me to consume content in general, just because there's just so much going on. But, um, you know, there's, there's people out there that I talk to all the time, obviously, and, and whatnot, and other analysts who I, I talk to and just sort of bounce ideas off of. But I also look at sort of how people are creating content as opposed to what they're actually saying. Um, and I think that like this show and, and what, you know, what has gotten like Pete, what you've done and gone off and done your own thing and, uh, the creativity involved in differentiating, not just you know sitting down and, and not di just differentiating the analysis that you're you're providing, but also differentiating how you're providing that. And that was really a big driver for me with like the late round podcast is that if you look at the space, there's really no or there there wasn't at the time like bite sized 15 minute shows that you could just sort of like like a, like a line of cocaine just get everything that you need <laughs> you know out of one quick show. Um, and that's really, you know, I, I really sat there and I said, I need, I need to be the, the cocaine of the fantasy football space. Uh, and so I, <laughs> I really said, I really, I really approached it as, uh, you know, I wanted each show to be sort of like a Ted talk. Um, you know, that's sort of why like people feel like at times that I'm like lecturing them on the show and I'm not trying to do that necessarily. It's just sort of the nature of the show and how it goes down. But I really think that if someone's trying to host, if someone's trying to do something in the space, it's really important to find some sort of point of differentiation, whether it's how enthusiastic you are, how funny you are, or, uh, you know, the type of content that you're bringing to the table, just don't do the same thing that everyone else is doing. I think it's just really important to stand out that way. I think that's like a famous content quote is if you can't be the best, at least be different. And I think that's yeah. what, that's definitely what we're trying to do. Cause we know the best went out the window a long time ago. Yeah. So now it's just make it as stupid as possible. Speaking of, we got a segment here simply designed here for JJ because he is an East coast dad. And of course you can go to eastcoastdads.com get some of that merch and support no kid hungry along the way i'll be doing that as long as as soon as i get situated on the east coast that is my promise here to jj and all of you out there we got to do some dad pep talks because we all know some players who've let us down in a major way so let's all embrace our inner dad and pete this is gonna be the hardest for you you can't possibly relate to what this life is like but you're gonna have to embrace your inner dad and give some pep talks and you feel ready for that pete are you ready for that commitment yeah, but I'm I am, but I'm very triggered right now because Joshua Frick is basically spoiling my pep talk here with how much gear do we have to buy to get a Visca sucks tweet. Uh, so I mean, I am going to give Laviska a very nice pep talk here, Spags. So let's start with an easy one. I think a very popular player, Travis Kelsey, I feel like is one that a lot of people built around. You're going zero RB in a lot of the best ball drafts out there. You're playing on FanDuel or elsewhere. You might've been going Travis Kelsey in that first round, the hopes of getting tight end locked away. And uh, I guess, Pete, I'll let you set the table here for JJ. So he knows where you're going to go with it, but give Travis Kelsey a pep talk like you might, if you were his dad, just to get him motivated. Yeah. I mean, 
Travis is a good kid. Um, you know, he's gotten straight A's for so many years and I do feel like he's kind of fallen in with the wrong crowd a little bit lately, but I do know he's a good kid. I've been talking to his teachers. Um, and I do think he can turn things around and, and all kids go through this. It's kind of a rebellious stage and, you know, he's seeing his buddy Tyreek Hill get all the shine these days. He hears the whispers in the hallways, people saying, you know, maybe he's washed up. Um, but Travis, keep your head on straight. You don't need to worry about those third graders, that Kyle Pitts who's coming up to take the tight end one dynasty crown from you. No, no, no. Keep your head on straight. You're still the alpha. You're a good kid. Just need to study a little bit harder, Travis. JJ, do you have anything you would add here to so Travis Kelsey sitting on your knee? You're bouncing him up and down. What do you have to say? <laughs> in my analogy, he was like a fifth grader. Yeah, I was thinking more so like middle school or high schooler. I think I think I would approach it from the standpoint of of sort of a more aggressive father uh, with Kelsey, maybe maybe an evangelical father, uh, and and the, and say something along the lines of God blessed you with this body, Travis. <laughs> You need to utilize that body and dominate defenders on that football. Field. This is much funnier if I imagine you saying this with him on your knee. This body. Papa, Papa, what did I do? Could you imagine like a like you sit there with a two-year-old or a year and a half year old kid and you're just popping up and down? God blessed you with his body, Travis. You better go dominate on the football field. <laughs> And that's how the pep talks work. I got Pete. I have some guys here that I want to offer up, and if you have any too, we can we can go that way. But or do you want to alternate? How do you want to handle it? No, no, no. toss these out. Yeah, toss them. Okay, out. so I have one that's near and dear to my heart, and I guess I can try to do this one first. But Mike Davis built up some buzz. Now he's lost to Cordell Patterson, and I want him to know that. At the end of the day, Mike, sharing is caring, and you're still who you are. It doesn't matter what Cordero Patterson's doing next to you. All you can do is run as hard as you can. And if you fall down after two yards, sometimes those two yards might be in the end zone. And I would prefer you do that more often uh, based on how much I believed in you before. But at the end of the day, you know, Mike, you just have to be the best version of yourself. And if Cordero Patterson's going to finally live up to the hype, more power to him. Don't count another man's money and don't count another man's touchdowns, uh, yardage equities, all the things that he's supplanted you on. And that's what I would say to Mike Davis. But JJ, you know kids better than I do. So please, what would you say to Mike Davis? You know, Mike, sometimes in life, people will come into your life and be better at things than you. And that's okay. You just got to try your best. But there are other people who are just more gifted and more talented. And that's what you're getting in your pal Cordero. That's just what's happening there. So just understand that it's okay as long as you try your best. And I think that's what you're doing. And Mike, Pete, do you have anything to add for Mike Davis? Yeah, there's there's a saying out there and it goes something along the lines of if you can't be the best at something, you could at least be different. And I think Mike Davis, um, I just want you to know it's okay if you want to quit. You know, a lot of people, try to, <laughs> they try to say that quitting is giving up and throwing in the towel, but let's destigmatize quitting, Mike. It is okay for you to quit. You don't have to play football anymore. You had a great year, but it's it's time to go retire and sit on the beach and sip pina coladas. It is okay to quit. <laughs> you don't want to mess with you don't want to mess with Mike Davis, man. He's got he's got <laughs> for dude is massive. And if you're bouncing about your thighs, boy, those, those <laughs> oh man, no, he's, he's Mike Davis. When he was three, he bounced his dad on his thigh. <laughs> So he's got that going for him. Doesn't have anything else football-wise, but he does have gigantic quadriceps. Uh, Pete, anybody you want to throw into the fire? You know we got to do Visca, but let's say Visca for last. So is there anybody else you would offer up here that we should give a pep talk to? 
I mean, I would have said before last night, Tua would have been a guy we need to give up maybe a mm-hmm. bit of a pep talk to, but I mean, I think no, he he's got doing that. Fine. Yeah. He, he, he's good. He's good. Um, who who else? JJ, who's like a who's a buy, who's a buy low right now? That we no, we could we could always go with the. I, I think you DM me this name, but I think you could go with Kenny Gainwell with the way okay. that that's all gotten down. And what yeah. I would say with Kenneth Gainwell, this is what I would say. All right, Kenneth, you and or your your mother and I have been trying to have a child for a while now. <laughs> And instead of going the natural route, we decided to adopt. And we went out and we, we, we met this little boy named Jordan. <laughs> and we brought him into our family. And just for the, next, for the next year, we have to make sure that he gets acclimated, that he feels comfortable. So just, just understand that. But your time is coming. We're going to come back to you. But just understand that for the next year or so, we're going we're gonna to give some more love and support to Jordan because he's new to the family. And yeah. kind of... There's actually something else we need to tell you too. Is um, we're actually adopting a second son named Boston as well. <laughs> and I know this is going to be hard for you, but we are going to have three bunk beds in your room now. And there's also only going to be one bowl of cereal for all of you to share each day. <laughs> and it's kind of who eats it the fastest gets it. And I know it's going to be a mad dash around that bowl of frosted mini weeds. So, Kenneth, just get in there as quick as you can, because otherwise there's no food for you for the rest of the day. And, and Kenneth, don't feel bad that Jordan Howard over there has a shovel as he's eating his, his cereal for the day. You just have a needle that you're trying to spoon with. It's a little it's okay. toothpick that he can stab. He has, little yeah, he's to, stab, he's to stab the Captain Grunt with a toothpick. Yeah. It gets better, Kenny. That's what matters. And I think the last guy we have to close this out with, Pete, has got to be one, LaVisca Chenault. And what I would say to LaVisca Chenault is, I never wanted you. Your mother forced him on me. I, I don't know why we have you, but I hope that I hope that she can provide you the love that you need. Pete, what would you say to one LaVisca Chenault, who you have coddled and held uh, firmly to your teeth for so many years now? Um, You know, what I would say is that Visca if you want to kind of Tanya Harding, Jamal Agnew, <laughs> I support that. I was going to go. Club too? How did you, you went the, you went the violence direction. I was, I was thinking like, I was thinking going like, you know, sometimes you have coaches or, or mentors that just don't treat you the right way or don't fully understand your capabilities. And you're like, no, just own, just own Jamal Agnew, take his knee out. That's the way that you can see the field more. I mean, it, we've tried everything. LaVisca, these pep talks just start working. So I'm sorry. I chose violence today. Levisky, you should just bought more helmet and then he would have been doing better. And that's the main thing that we all need to remember there. So there's your dad pep talks for the week, uh, courtesy of eastcoastdads.com. Boy, we're just racking up sponsors left and right. Is that segment brought to you by eastcoastdads.com? Go check out the merch. All right, JJ, um, we could skip. Uh, do you want to do troll player real fast? I feel like we got to make time on ride or dies. Uh, yeah, let's just we can we can weave in a troll play to our ride or dies. Okay, so let's start with the ride or die picks. And of course, uh, JJ, since you lasted the show last year, and we appreciate you coming back here. All of our returning guests are, are our favorite ones. I think everybody knows that out there. But uh, Pete, the game has changed a lot. So please explain to JJ what he's walking into here, this game of negotiation that we call ride or die picks. 
yeah, we're going to go through each game and we're all going to toss out a pick. It could be a player prop. It could be a money line bet. It could be X player outscores three players from the same game, another game. It could be in the winning, you know, fan duel lineup, anything along those lines. And then the meta now is we have to negotiate how many points those are worth. So the three denominations we have is a one pointer, a three pointer, a 10 pointer. I think last week we made a, a special uh, one off 10,000 pointer, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, one pointer is things that have like a 50% chance of happening. Three pointer would be like a 33%. And then anything under sub 10% Hail Mary type stuff would be a 10 pointer. A lot of times the pick will be like a six or seven pointer. We don't have those. So we have to negotiate whether it's a three or a 10 JJ. Yeah. Sounds good. And I think the last time I was on, I got absolutely annihilated if I recall correctly. We're all struggling this year. <laughs> Um, we, and last week, JJ, you know, it's one of the lowest scoring slates of the mm-hmm. year. And, you know, we're just doing absurd overs and everything. Oh, yeah. We didn't hit a single pick. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> no, yeah. We did hit one, Pete. We hit the money line on the Jags from this guy right here who knew it was Boom. coming from square one. That's all we got going. But yeah, basically, JJ, the rules for the game now are like, again, you know, as a dad, what a child would make up in a backyard as you're making up the rules <laughs> as you go to make it as beneficial as you can. But let's start with Atlanta getting 22.3 implied points at Dallas. 32.3 implied points for Dallas, a big number here. And Pete, set the tone with what you want as your first ride or die pick. Yeah, um, let's set the tone here. What Would it be Dalton Schultz outscores Kyle Pitts? Can I get three points for that? No. Uh, Oh, wow. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell if JJ actually said no, if he just wanted to just come in hard. No, I'm just, just coming in hard. I was just I coming agree. in no. hard. No, JJ said it's a one-pointer, and I agree. It's I, one think it's a fr- I think it's a – I at least think it's a fringe three. Uh, and that's my goal is to just kind of squeak these in. Right? <laughs> I think it's a fringe three. It's okay, a good I'll, one, take, I'll take the fringe three. You can put an asterisk next to it, but I did get the three. Uh, Spags, you're up. <laughs> All right, for me, I will say – all right, I just gave, we just gave this guy a pep talk, and I'm going to gonna lean into his juicy quads. Mike Davis outscores Cordero Patterson. Pete, is that a 10-pointer at this point? He is that bad. JJ, bad. that's not a 10-pointer, is it? I mean, the way things are trending, this is – you guys are so experienced at this because it's it's a very – it's just smart to, get, to approach it that way. Uh, I mean – I'd have to look think, at their. I'd have to look at their their game logs and see how. I, I mean, like I can't. Cordero's had to have outscored him the last like six weeks at least, right? <laughs> the last so lifetime. I'm looking at, <laughs> at Leone's projections and on Fandle, he has Mike Davis for nine point four points and Cordero for sixteen point one. Also has eighteen and nine point seven. So basically, a double. I think it, that's like a, it's a sixth pointer. I'm not giving you ten for that. If I'll give right, you what about if he outscores plus, him plus three. I was going to say yes. plus 2.5. Yeah, do plus yeah, plus plus 2.5 sign. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Done deal. So P- there we go. So those are the PPR or half point PPR, I guess. Or no, we can do full point. Uh JJ, what do you want to do? Um I'll say that Dak is the the QB1 this week, like in all of fantasy football. Dak is the QB1. That's a 10 That's pointer. 10 pointer. Yeah. yeah. Statistically, it has to be. Anything you're feeling particular for Dak, we got to make good time on these, but I just want to give you a chance to prove it out cuz Dak Maybe people feel a lot of you know a lot of burn from uh, what he did last week. Yeah, I mean, great matchup for sure on paper. Huge implied team total. Michael Gallup's back, which could could serve uh, well or should serve well. Um, that's really, I mean, it's just sort of aligning. And like, it's not like the slate has like a ton of just like 
unreal smash obvious go-to guys so i'm just just running with it yeah all right it's a logical case there let's keep it going jacksonville 18.5 implied points indianapolis 29 implied points of this one and jj you know how the game goes so what do you want as your ride or die pick i will go with dan arnold as a top six tight end this week dan arnold top that that feels like a three-pointer to me yeah, he probably projects as like a top 10 top 10 top 12 yeah, yeah. okay um, yeah well, Indy, Indy's, Indy's given up the seventh most points to tight ends this year, but when you adjust that for strength of opponent, they've given up the most this season. Uh, and then on top of that, Dan Arnold, since DJ Chark's injury, he's second on the Jags and targets behind Jamal Agnew, of course. <laughs> the great Jamal Agnew. But yeah, 12% DVOA boost tight ends from Indianapolis. So could be a Dan Arnold week. Pete, what do you want? Uh, I This is a question for JJ Spags. You don't get to answer. Sp- uh, mm-hmm. JJ, how many points do I get for Zach Pascal just scoring a touchdown? Anytime <laughs> touchdown score. Uh, see, is, is, this a run- is this a running bit with Zach huge, Pascal? We had a huge argument about this on the Smith show about Zach Pascal because I was stunned by his anytime touchdown odds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think, I, I mean, what, what's it? I, I feel like, I feel like the uh, so like I'm thinking back to like the 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 Dak ten pointer right, and I feel like that was more aggressive than a Zach Pascal anytime touchdown. Yeah, I agree. So I agree. I'll, but I'll I feel like it's three. more than three. I feel like it might be a little more than three, like maybe four. But I don't know. We don't have those here. Yeah, so I'd say I'd say to three. But I do love the I do I do love the the slot matchup for him this week. Okay. All right. Now yeah. I'm feeling good. I yeah. had not dug into the slot matchup, so now I'm feeling good. All right, who uh, – Spags, what's yours? Yeah, I got to take one here. I will take uh, – T.Y. Hilton's going to be available again, it looks like. Uh, I don't think so. He might. He at least practiced yeah. yesterday, I think. Oh, okay. he's, he's in He's in projections. Uh, so, all right, I'll take this one. Um, and if not, I'll default to Zach Pascal. But I'll say T.Y. Hilton doubles up Michael Pittman for – that sounds like a 10-pointer, right, Pete? Doubles up Michael Pittman, who's scoring all the touchdowns, three touchdowns him, a game. Michael I'll give him Pittman. 10 for that. I'll give him 10 for that. <laughs> okay. Thank you, JJ. Yeah. Dad's supporting think, dads. That's what it's all about. Yeah. JJ, or uh, Spags is like doing <laughs> some shady bullshit now, and I just want you to cut it out. Spags, this is. I, it takes, it's going to take one play. For, it, it, could, it could realistically take one play for this to happen, but I still think, I, I mean, it's still a pretty bold. Hmm? Doubling a man okay. up. Just don't. With that touchdown don't, equity. Don't, don't try it. I'm done with your double ups. You've used your two double ups for this. So come up with a new way to get your points. All right, fine. Uh, Detroit, let's go to the next game. We'll see if I'll find something better here. Detroit, 17.3 implied points. Pittsburgh, 25.3 implied points. And I'm going to get dangerous here. Detroit money line on the road. Nobody's going to see it coming. Jared Goff throwing all over the Steelers. Who would have thought? That's uh, What's the line? Uh, it What's is a eight-point line. That's not a 10-pointer. How is that not a 10-pointer? Because the implied odds of a plus eight is not less than 10%. Where's, you can break it out your odds calculator, Pete. If you got an odds calculator, show me. Show it's me not. It's a three. That's a three. The, the one you hit last week with the Jags, Jags were plus 14 and a half. That was a 10-pointer. Okay, so so how about Lions plus 2.5 or minus 2.5 then? No. So they got to win by a field goal. Six. Get them up to the Jags territory yesterday from last week. Four and, and a half. Precedent. Four and a half. You're no. going to acquiesce here. It's four and a half. 
five and a half, and that's it. No more. <laughs> okay, fine. Lions win by five and a half on the road. No way that's going to go wrong. <laughs> JJ, what do you want in this, this masterpiece of a game between the Lions? And keep in mind, the Lions are going to steamroll them. So, you know, when making your pick. So, so I, I wrote, I just like jotted down some ideas like yesterday whenever, and I'm looking back on it. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking whenever I wrote this down? I have, I have Amon Ross St. Brown outscores DeAndre Swift. That's a 10 pointer. I love yeah, it. But it's yeah. the most insane. It's like, so I think the logic behind this was that number one, the Steelers are traditionally and historically terrible, terrible against slot guys. That's where Amon Ross St. Brown's been playing most of his snaps. And then also the Steelers are a top team against running backs, just in fan, adjusted fantasy points score, but they also are top five in the league and adjusted target share allowed to running backs. So maybe DeAndre Swift doesn't get as many dump offs as we would anticipate, but I'm, I was looking at that. I was like, what am I, what am I doing? Yeah, it's a 10 pointer, but this is not going to happen. I love it. So that's the kind of play that wins you the FanDuel Sunday Million, I'd say. Pete, what do you want? All right. This type of bet has never been floated on Splash Play, but I want you to hear me out. DeAndre Swift, Jared Goff, and TJ Hawkinson, who all project lower than their counterparts, Najee Harris, Ben Roethlisberger, and Deontay Johnson, those Lions, that cohort of three outscores the cohort of Steelers. So Swift, Goff, Hawkinson, FanDuel points over Najee, Big Ben, Deontay Johnson. Three. It's complicated. Yeah. I, I I feel like that's a 10 because you're kind of correlating with my pick for the win. I, I give mean, you a 10. Looking, looking at the projection difference, it looks like I'm giving up almost 15 fantasy points in projection. <sighs> G- give me one more Steeler, and, and I think that's 10. Give you one more Steeler? Yeah, give me one more add, Steeler. Add, add James fine, Washington you, to the mix. I'll you, no, I'll give you Ray Ray McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Ray right. Ray McLeod. Fine, Ray. I mean, he's got to get some more looks, so fine. Ray Ray McLeod, add him into the mix. All right. So what's the final bet for Willis' sake? <laughs> that was a complicated one. All right, so it's uh, Hawkinson, Goff, and DeAndre Swift versus Big Ben, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, and Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray's going to score a touchdown this weekend. I'm, so I'm really rooting for Amon Ross St. Brown now. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling about it. Cleveland, 21.3 implied points. New England, 23.8 implied points in this game. Um, and I think we are back to JJ to go first. Uh, I just I just played it safe on this one because I I can't get the best read on it. I just went with the under uh, in this game. What's the under okay. at right now? It was at oh sorry under I think it was at forty five when I checked on. Yeah, it's at forty five. Yeah, so and that looks like a good bet. Good bet according to edjsports.com as well, where we run uh, hundred thousand simulations for each game. Forty four point line on that one. So sharp play by JJ according to those simulations. Pete, what do you want? What do I get for Ramondre Steven Sisson outscoring Dearness Johnson? Three. I'll JJ. give it. Yeah, three. JJ, a three. JJ, three. Makes JJ sense. wanted to say a ten. He wanted. No, there's no ten. <laughs> there's, if you would have said this on like Monday, maybe or whenever like the COVID news hit, but right now I'm gonna say three. All right, hang on. Okay. Let me try to get a ten. Ramondre outscores the entire Cleveland backfield. So any points that come from that backfield. I mean. Deer Deeran is saw, I think, like 80-ish percent of the team's running back rushes when he played last. Like when he was, you know, the the bell cow. All right. Let me try to get a 10. <laughs> Ramadre Stevenson outscores the entire Cleveland backfield and Donovan Peoples Jones. I think that's that's a 10. Thank you. Okay. I mean wait, we're we're saying combined? Yes. Okay. All right, as long as it's combined, then that's fine. Um, I will say 
Uh, how about Dexter Williams scores a touchdown for the Browns? Yeah, that's a 10. Okay, that's a 10. All right, so I don't he's the backup now. Dexter Williams is, JJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is he is he is he is he running as the RB too? Is that who that I haven't even looked, but Dexter Williams was a was a like a uh draft Twitter favorite a couple years mm-hmm. ago. I, I thought Brian Hill was gonna be the RB. I did see they got Brian Hill, yeah. But did they? I don't know. Well, either way, but <laughs> yeah, 10, <laughs> sure. It, it's already locked. Yeah, it's already locked. It's it's a showtime cross promo. Dexter's back, the reboot's going, they're gonna have Dexter Williams <laughs> yeah. score a touchdown. Okay. All right, Buffalo, 30 implied points. The Jets, 17.5 implied points in this game. And uh Pete, I think you're due to go first. Normally, I would try to do my thing where I say the top five scoring players in this game are all Buffalo Bills, but Spags <laughs> doesn't let me do those anymore. Uh, close that loop. Let's see. You did close that loop. I will. Let's do something crazy. Uh, well, you'll give me 10 points if Devin Singletary is the highest non, non-QB scorer in this game. I think that's time. So he yeah. outscores Diggs. Yeah, there's a lot of there's all, enough there's, en- the there's yeah there's enough people there. All right, thank you. He sucks too. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's no okay? Dexter Williams. I think we can. I get a hundred points one. then, JJ. Since he sucks <laughs> so much. No, JJ, what do you so want? Uh, I'm gonna go. Jamison Crowder has seven or more receptions in this game. Ooh. Um, that sounds He's like getting seven point four targets per game. So that's. It's that probably two, basically all of them, but we don't have twos. Is it a one or is it a three? It, it's probably I think it's a, a three. three. Okay. okay, I'll take right. it. Um, I will take. Oh, okay, is it ten if Mike White outscores Josh Allen? Yeah, it feels like it should be. I okay. mean, it's got to be given the matchups in the end. Yeah, I, I hate I, it though. Spags is he's pulling so much bullshit on these double ups <laughs> because they're all like six point fives, and we're rounding up for him. And it's, I I said I wasn't going to allow that anymore. No, you, plus he has to. Outscore it's not a double up. It's, it's a shitty QB outscoring the MVP leader plus three fifty odds. Shitty QB. Mike White's course. Mike White's a top ten quarterback, man. No, <laughs> well, I was trying to trying to negotiate the other way, but yeah. no, Spags, I'm done with your bullshit. He has to outscore him by by five if you want that. That's insane. That's insane. All right, you know what? Five, four and a half. Fine. <laughs> okay, no, it's no longer insane. Now it's completely lost. <laughs> That's how the game goes. Tampa Bay, thirty point five implied points with the presumptive MVP Tom Brady. Washington, twenty point five implied points on their end, and I think I am due to go first in this one. And I will say, uh, hmm, it's, uh, Curtis Samuel. Okay. So Curtis Samuel's supposed to be back, right? I think this week. Uh, no, he didn't practice yesterday and he was having his groin looked at. <laughs> it's, a, well, it's a perpetual who, thing for, for Curtis Samuel. He gets his groin looked at every day of his life. <laughs> who among us isn't getting our groins looked at? On a- <laughs> Bouncing um, Curtis Samuel on your knee. Gotta look at the groin again, buddy. <laughs> Um, how about JD McKissick, highest scoring position player in the game? So non QB. Yeah, that's 10. Okay, done. Take it. JJ, what do you want? How about Tyler Johnson outscores Terry McLaurin? Wow. Um, and you're that's and you're 10. gonna ride with that even if Godwin plays? Yeah, I'll ride with it. Okay, that's a 10. Yeah. All right, Pete, what do you want? I will say Mike Evans in the winning. NFL Sunday Million lineup. 
on FanDuel.com for 10 points. Done. Okay. All right, next game up, we got New Orleans, 20.5 implied points. Tennessee, 23.5 implied points. And uh, I think, Pete, you're due to go first. Okay. Um, Mark Ingram. I was going to go the Mark Ingram route, too. No, okay. No, I want I want you to get the uh No no you go you no, go you go no, no, round of Mark no, Ingram picks. Uh, uh, Mark Ingram Mark Ingram props all around. <laughs> okay. It's we're gonna be, welcome Mark Ingram to the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um I will say uh Mark Ingram outscores Ryan Tannehill. Three. Spat, uh JJ? I I I'm gonna go with the guy who does the show more than me. I'm gonna say three. <laughs> Mm-hmm. trust me jj that does not give him any credentials uh okay all right i'll take my three but just know spags that i'm going to be just as harsh on yours all right so then i'll go next then just for the sake of the head-to-head here i will say what if mark ingram were to have 100 rushing yards 50 receiving yards two cumulative touchdowns that feels like a 10 pointer to me sure it's a 10-pointer. It's a 10-pointer. I think the declarative way I presented it as well, really, <laughs> the case. JJ, what's your marketing prop for this game? Um, Let's say I was going to go – I, I got to go a little bit bolder than what I had. What I had was like a stupid – because I, I, I put it down when like before the Alvin Kamara doubtful news, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was like Mark Ingram scores more points – like X points more than Adrian Peterson, which is just irrelevant. Uh, I'll go that Mark Ingram is the highest skill position scorer in this game. Okay. Uh, yeah, that feels like so, that would be. Is that a ten? So not if you include the QBs, we'll go ten. All right, let's do it. Wait, I mean, wasn't yours? Oh, so so I'm basically hijacking yours. And I'm just adding every player to get the t- from three to ten, right? I'll do exactly. it. No, you know what? I'm yeah, doing exactly. it. Mark Mark Ingram scores more fantasy points than any other human being in that game. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Itty human being. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. That's a, wait, wait. Everybody's gonna watch the show and be like, these guys fucking love Mark Ingram. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do. And then we go, it's a comedy show. So yes, you know that he he has me blocked on Twitter. Mark Ingram does. Well, I I vaguely remember that. What was because? Well, I think it's because I never added him before, but I think it's because when he came back from his suspension a few years ago, you remember he like took roids. You remember that? Yeah. Like it wasn't like a real like whatever. And he went nuts when he came back, and so I sent a tweet that said Mark Ingram's out there running like he's on steroids, and I think that he. <laughs> I think that that was what triggered the block, which I understand. I mean, Mark, I get it, man. I was being a dick. It's fine. It it Maybe. is. Pr- I feel like the Saints might just have one of the most online locker rooms ever. You know, oh, Michael do. Thomas is just Michael always- Thomas is just always. And all that. How does Michael like like for me? My my last name is super unique, so I can like see if people are talking about me on Reddit or whatever. Like Michael Thomas is still finding himself everywhere <laughs> with the most bland name on the planet. Like how is this happening? He just has this intern like sifting through and compiling reports. Like, yeah. I don't think this is the Michael Thomas, but just in case they just said this case. Michael Thomas is shitty. <laughs> I think JT, you're also probably forgetting the tweet where you're like, "Oh, Mark Ingram has retired from steroids," and then he's yeah, probably, probably not, that, yeah. yeah, it's probably a retirement. <laughs> it's one of his matches. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota, twenty-five point three implied points. The Chargers, twenty-eight point three implied points. Fifty-three point five over in this one. Over under in this one. So, Pete, fertile ground for you to take a pick. Yeah, starting to hear some uh, squeaky wheel on Justin Jefferson. Uh, he wants some more targets. I think he's going to get more targets. Let's say Justin Jefferson over 25 FanDuel points. 
I thought you were going to say 25 targets at first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a real squeaky wheel, JJ. (laughs) It's like it's one Uh, they throw. How many? JJ, what do you want in this one? No, but you didn't show me how many points I got. Oh, I thought thought that was going to be, that feels like three. Three. How many many for 10 points on Justin Jefferson FanDuel points? 35. That's a monstrous number. 30, I think 30 can work. 30. 30 is, yes. 31. Okay. 30.5. 30.5. 30.5. All right. All right. JJ, what do you want? Uh, Mike Williams over 100 receiving yards in this game. He's back. That's a three. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) I will say. uh, hmm. Don't even. Donald Parham. Donald Parham outscores two. Of Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and KJ Osborne. Oh my God! You toss KJ Osborne in as your third <laughs> one there. Just put put a real player in as the third, and then we can talk. Tyler Conklin. No. Toss Dalvin Cook in there. I'm not tossing Dalvin Cook in there. <laughs> you Say see what he does to people. It was Donald Parham outscores two of those guys. Two out of the three. Two out of the three okay, pass catchers. Fine, fine. Who Done. who should we have him toss in? JJ uh, Conklin or Osborne? As the third? let's go, let's go Conklin. All right, Conklin. All right, Conk Daddy, as they're calling him these Conk days. Conk Daddy. <laughs> Carolina sixteen point eight implied points. Arizona twenty. <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> I'm just <laughs> That's cock daddy for you. You got to bounce cock daddy on the <laughs> knee. That's what we all say. Carolina, 16.8 implied points. Arizona, 27.3 implied points. Uh, JJ, you're due to go first. So what do you, what do you want? And if it's PJ Walker-based, please leave some for the rest of us. Uh, Eno Benjamin, the troll of the week for the record. Eno Ooh. Benjamin scores double-digit points. Oh, I love how, it. All right, how many, how many points to get to 10 is, is, is really what I should ask. Eno is that well projected? Yeah, I would say... Over 15 FanDuel points would be a 10-pointer. 13. <laughs> I like how you said You go, how many? And then I immediately give you a number, and you go lower than that. <laughs> Four, I mean, 14. 14. 13.69. Oh. Uh, 13.69. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I will take I – mean, I'm go going ahead. next. I'm taking – I don't want you – you could then probably – you're going to do something mean maybe. But P.J. Walker, 300 yards, three passing touchdowns. And uh, is that is that enough to get ten? I guess would be the question. Sure, I mean, if okay. PJ what was Walker, it? PJ uh, Walker, three hundred passing yards and three passing TDs. Yeah, yes. that's that's a ten. He's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was willing to add in one rushing TD as well, but I'm glad I didn't have to because JJ's pissed on my parade. <laughs> Pete, I love him. I love PJ. PJ Walker was awesome in XFL DFS. Mm-hmm. I love him, but. I mean, it's just it's rough scene but for PJ. It has Walker to happen once in the NFL. Once it's gonna happen once. And yeah, it's not this year. They need, he needs he needs Cam Phillips. He needs Cam Phillips oh. to throw to. Yes, him. the guy with a five five point oh forty. All right, what do you want? Um, I'm gonna do a quintessential, just absolute textbook three pointer. James Conner outscores Christian McCaffrey. Oh, okay, that's yeah, that's pretty that's standard yeah. issue standard, three. Just, that's a vintage. Yeah. yeah, right <laughs> out of the box, turnkey solution. Seattle, 22.8 implied points. Green Bay, 26.3 implied points. And um, I think I have to go first at some point here. And, well, I do not like this game. Um, I like trying to get all 10 pointers, but I think I'm just going to take – would a Seattle upset be a three? 
what's the line? Four point spread. That's a that's a three. Okay, I'll yeah. take that one. I, I I don't know what else is here. Uh, Pete, what do you want? Um, let's. I think Devonte Adams is going to be super popular this week. I'll do another just absolute textbook three. I mean, these are just coming off the shelves. You you plug it in. No assembly required. Aaron Jones outscores Devonte Adams. Ooh, okay, huh? that's a three. It, the turnkey three is uh, is it what you would like to say around <laughs> that's, here. That's the kind of three you get with no no customization at yeah. all. You, you mean you, you East Coast dads? You don't want to be spending all day assembling some playset. No. You want a turnkey three. No, you don't need to go to IKEA all the time. Yeah. No, no, no. All right, you don't want an Allen wrench on your three pointers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the worst uh, tool that's ever existed. Go ahead, JJ. My mine sounds like it might just. I, I'm going Aaron Rodgers three or more touchdowns in this game off of COVID. He's only done that twice this year, for the record. Uh, JJ tosses that in like he's doing a fantasy deal where he's trying to trade away Rodgers <laughs> <laughs> off of COVID. Yeah. My you. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you yeah. great for that. I'll give you three. okay. All right, so let's keep it going. We got Philadelphia, 21.5 implied points. Denver, 24 implied points of this one. And um, I think, Pete, you're due to go first. Uh, yeah, let's – nice, clean textbook, no arguments, 10-pointer, Jerry Judy in the winning FanDuel Millie lineup. Okay, I like that. JJ, what do you want? I'm going to – I mean, I agree with Pete with Judy being the dude this week. And really, I mean – pretty much every week moving forward for that team. But uh, I'm going to sort of go in the opposite direction and say Cortland Sutton under what? So under how many points will get me 10? Cortland Sutton under three five points. Uh, I was thinking, I was thinking like five or six. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do five. Let's do under five. Okay. Oh, okay. You could have got away with four there, but JJ negotiating against himself. That's the the wrinkle in rider dies that you weren't ready for. So oh, under, under oh, he five. wants a higher number. Yeah, I want the higher number there. Cause I, oh, cause yeah, you know, under... I, I forgot how math works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sutton, Sutton under five points. That's yeah. that's the... Uh, I will take in this one then. You know what? I'm going to leverage against Pete's pick and also, I guess, against JJ's as well. I'll take Cortland Sutton in the FanDuel Sunday Million. Okay. Very nice, Bags. Very Just that he's going to he's gonna be playing in that tournament, not that he's actually going to be in the winning lineup. Just, no. He'll be in the winning lineup. <laughs> Uh, last game on the slate for a single game showdown on FanDuel. We're going to pick an MVP. Kansas City, 27.5 implied points. Las Vegas, 25 implied points. And JJ, this is an easy 10-pointer. He's got to pick the MVP. So on FanDuel, no price jump there if you play an MVP. So go ahead and pick who you want. I feel like going third, you get a little bit of an advantage here. Because you can you, you can differentiate a bit. Are you, I'll go first. You want me to go first, JJ? Yeah, go ahead. Go first. Yeah. All right. Fresh off of a little riding on the pony ride on my knee, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, captain. If this bounce is going, wee, wee. <laughs> um, I will go, you know what? Then I will go with the really obvious one because on the MVP on Fandle, sometimes you got to take the obvious plays. Um, I will take Patrick Mahomes at the MVP. Yeah, I was going to see if you guys both went Mahomes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Darren Waller. As the MVP Ooh. in this game, uh, you know the Raiders. Which inter- what's interesting about this matchup? The Raiders on 15 plus air yard throws this year have been best in the league in completion rate allowed. And I don't know. I don't know if Kansas City's offense is actually going to just be able to like turn it on and flip that switch, be able to create those splash plays. So I'm going to go with the Raiders side. Pick Waller, big target. Well, fairly big target share last week, but finally had a big game at, since week one. So I'm going to go Darren Waller. Could you do that read right. once more and kind of wink at the camera when you say splash plays? <laughs> 
So, so, Jerry, do you really want this to happen? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, uh, so the Raiders, the Raiders, what? what oh, oh, I'm big now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do I do it? Should I, should I say it like a yeah. like this? I want you to do the read exactly how you did it, but I just want a slight pause, a lean in, and a wink to the camera after you say spot. I don't even, I don't even know how I did it, but yeah, I'll go. So, I'm going to go with Darren Waller here. You know, what's interesting about this matchup with the Raiders or against the Raiders is that. The Raiders this season have been best in the league at preventing 15-plus air yard throws in terms of completion rate. So I don't know if the Chiefs are going to really be able to create their typical splash plays. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a wig. What a wig. It's like in a movie where they say the name of it, like where Nicolas Cage is like, face off. It's like, yeah. There's like a zoom and he's just staring at the camera. <laughs> You just ascended to the uh, the host position in the stream yard here too. After that read, I mean, it was it was too good. The chat is going wild for the delivery. Love it, love it. Roll, roll credits. Worst wink ever. I just saw a comment. I wasn't going to pull that up. He doesn't. He doesn't. Always going to be one contrarian. That's just how yeah. it goes. I mean, I've never that. been. I've never been a great. I've never been a great winker. Um, and I. You know, I, I feel like I brought, I tried to bring my A game there. I at least tried, you know, going back to the, the dad pep talks. I think that it's important that everyone just tries. It is. Yeah, I feel like winking is like acting choices. The bigger, the better. That's just how it goes. <laughs> let's, right, let's give you the final plugs. Yeah. Yes. JJ, <laughs> please tell us everything we need to know about what's going on at FanDuel, what's going on at eastcoastdads.com, your new hot influencer fashion line that we'll be purchasing <laughs> some right after the show. Yeah, definitely check out eastcoastads.com. Again, all profits uh, from that are going to No Kid Hungry. So let's end childhood starvation across the country. That'd be great. Uh, and then I'm on Twitter at Late Round QB. And then my podcast, the Late Round Podcast, you can find anywhere podcasts can be found. There you go. I've just been shoving sandwiches in kids' faces left and right. So it's nice that you finally found a better way to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Pete, Pete, what are your plugs? What do you have going on this weekend? Yeah, in less than an hour here, I'm going to talk uh, Week 10 DFS with our friend Lord Reeves. Excited to have oh, nice. uh, Rebar on and, and talk some DFS. So, yeah, if you guys want to uh, circle back here in about 50 minutes, we'll be live. All right, so and I'll just be hitting the road. So make sure to follow at Wait Round QB, follow at Peter Overzet, follow at Chris Spags. Make sure to follow at Splash Play Pod as well because we will follow you back. And also make sure to give this podcast five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. And go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe to get more data in your life. And we'll be back on Monday, Pete. I, I did confirm. Same time on Monday we're going to do the show. So uh, see you guys then. Enjoy your weekends. Bye. Bye.